Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. The big story this week, Captain Con. Captain Con happened from Friday, February 4th, through today as I'm recording this, February 6th, with a pre-show, Thursday night, February 3rd. I'm going to start talking about the pre-show at Captain Con. The Thursday night pre-show featured 14 players. There were four rounds, and then there was a top cut. Five players made the top cut. All five players went three and one. Those players were Wrench Monkey using Anarchy Sun, Brian Schmidt using Swim Files, Matt Hass using The High Roller, Chris Pate using Theo the Greek Neo, and Lucky Cat Nico playing as Lucky Cat Nico. I don't have a lot of details about the top cut, but I know that Chris Pate met Lucky Cat Nico in the finals, and in the finals at Crown Meter 3, Lucky Cat Nico wins the Thursday night pre-show event. As a result, she is given a shot at the LFF Tri-State Championship. Normally, this would be fine to me. Nico lives in the LFF Tri-State area. However, it was well known that Nico, after Captain Khan, is moving out of the Tri-State region into the Midwest Coast region. And to me, this is a bad idea because it sets up a scenario where if she wins the LFF Tri-State Championship Captain Con Weekend and does not lose it Captain Con Weekend, the LFF Tri-State Champion will no longer live in the LFF Tri-State region. Now, that's not to say Lucky Cat Nico does not deserve something for winning the pre-show event. I don't want to take anything away from what Lucky Cat Nico accomplished. To me, the simple, easy solution is for Steve Resk to call up the current GM of the Midwest Coast region and say, hey, Lucky Cat Nico won this event. She should get a shot at the Midwest Coast Championship. I don't believe the GM is going to say no to Steve Resk. That, to me, is a cleaner solution. This just kind of creates chaos that I don't think the championship needs. But the next day, Friday, as part of the Friday activities, Lucky Cat Nico gets the shot against the LFF Tri-State Champion, Wrench Monkey. Wrench Monkey using the Rising Sun. I'm going to assume Lucky Cat Nico continued to play as herself. I have no confirmation on this, but it makes sense. And... Lucky Cat Nico wins. Lucky Cat Nico becomes the LFF Tri-State Champion. And I'll go ahead and give this out. As far as I know, she is required to defend it. I don't know how many times she defends it Captain Con Weekend. But she leaves Captain Con Weekend with the LFF Tri-State Championship, taking that to her new home in the Midwest Coast region. I don't know how the LFF Tri-State 
is going to resolve this issue. But right now, Lucky Cat Nico is the LFF Tri-State Champion. And since we already started talking about Friday, let's talk about the big event on Friday, the Play Pure Championship event. 20 players are in this event. They have five Swiss rounds, and then they cut to a top, I believe, 12. There were nine three and twos. There was one undefeated player, Chris Pagillo, playing as the Italian Mabata, went 5-0. and And then both Candy Mam and the general manager, John Calais, went 4-1. Candy Mam played as El Superombre. The general manager played as Loudmouth Leo Larynx. As for the other nine that made the cut, the other nine three and twos, they faced off in a series of triad matches to round out the top four. So there were three triad matches. The three winners faced off in a triad match. That winner joined the top four. I don't know who that winner was. I don't know how the semifinals worked out or if there are any stipulations. I don't believe so. The finals ended up being Candy Mam versus the Italian Bombada. The match went all the way to crowd meter five, and the winner ended up being Candy Mam. Candy Mam wins. She becomes the inaugural Play Pure champion. She'll keep that belt. Until the next time there's a Play Pure tournament. If she is in the tournament, she will have that as her entrance card. If she's not in the tournament, then she will be stripped of the championship and the winner of that tournament becomes the new champion. There were a couple of changes to the Play Pure championship prior to this tournament. I just want to go over those very quickly. First, it was determined that any competitor that had a gimmick that allowed them to use entrance cards or skill requirement cards or spectacles. Going off the top of my head, people like the original SRG boss, I believe the flip version of Vic the Brick and the flip version of Immortal Warrior, those competitors were disallowed. In addition, there are also a couple of competitors that have finishes that essentially affect skill requirement cards or entrances or spectacles. Those finishes were disallowed, so they could not be used in, say, the Mark Jeff Bravo, if you want to play the Mark Jeff Bravo. And those competitors were also disallowed. So Mambata was booked and Jean Constance was booked for the Play Pure tournament. I'm assuming that'll be for future tournaments as well. We also had the original version of Snake Pit books, all versions of Gold Standard booked, and all versions of Swaggy D booked. Now, the Swaggy D and the Gold Standard could potentially change in the future. Same with the Snake Pit. Some versions of Gold Standard are in Tornado, and some versions of Swaggy D are in Tornado right now. We'll just have to see, but that was the booked competitors for this tournament. Candyman wins. Candyman, inaugural play for your champion. I will say this was pointed out to me by Chibi. There apparently was a missed opportunity in the match. At Crowdmeter 5 in the main event stipulation, which is what they were using, finishes become follow-ups. 
the Atan Mambata's gimmick was triggered. The turn before Candyman won, which would have allowed Chris Pagillo to search his deck for his finished submission because he can search for follow-ups. And he would have been able to play it as an unstoppable follow-up finish. That's what I heard. I did not see that match. That's what I heard. If that's true, that is a missed opportunity for the Italian Mambata. Nevertheless, Candyman still wins. Still the inaugural Play Pure Champion. But I wanted to bring that up because I did hear about that. And now that brings us to Saturday. Few things happened on Saturday. Number one, JT Dunn shows up. He's at Captain Con all day. He actually teams up with Swaggy D to take on the LFF Tri State Champions in the tag team division, Candy Vikings. Candy Vikings, a team of Candyman Dan and Brian the Norseman. JT Dunn and Swaggy D call themselves Death by Thick Boys. Now, I don't have any details about this match. I don't know who the competitors used. I don't know what the crowd meter was. But I know that the winners of the match and new champions, Death by Thick Boys, JT Dunn and Swaggy D, become the new LFF Tri-State Tag Team Champions. They also had a defense. They defended against the Void and the Screaming Danshee. In what was a very short match, Death by Thick Boys retained. Again, no details about any of these matches. All I know is Death by Thick Boys, the current LFF Tri-State Tag Team Champions. And while I'm talking about Tag Team Champions, now's a good time to bring up something that was talked about on Talk of the Universe Wednesday and put into action this weekend. As you may know, the current LFF Tag Team Champions are Young, Dumb, and Broke. Young, Dumb, and Broke right now, and apparently for the foreseeable future, are not able to defend the Tag Team Championships. They don't have a setup for online play. They don't actually have a competitor set or cards. Apparently, the cards that they used at PAX Unplugged were borrowed cards, and they have not received cards to actually play with since that happened. Instead, what they've decided to do is create an interim LFF Tag Team Championship, almost like an underworld LFM Tag Team Championship. They have not decided what the name of this is going to be, but the general manager of that division, Everett Stevens, EV Fresh, created a tournament for these belts at Captain Kong. There were eight tag teams in the tournament. Some of these were put together randomly or just joined up you know, during the event. Some were pre-existing tag teams. They just faced off in a simple you know, quarterfinal to semifinal to final tournament. The finals matchup ends up being Le Penguin and the Italian Mambata, which I believe are known as the Animal Friends. Versus Chris Pate and Sean Loeb, Michigan's most dangerous alliance. The winner and the current LFF interim tag team champions are Le Penguin and the Tad Mambata. 
the animal friends. Congratulations to them. Now, I am not happy that there is an interim tag team championship. I know there's been a lot of positive news about, hey, young, dumb, and broke are the tag team champions. To me, you do not want to put the tag team championships on somebody or on some people who are unable to defend the belt. That, to me, is a mistake. I don't know why you would ever give somebody a shot at championship if they cannot say if or when they'll ever be able to defend those belts. I can tell you, those men are professional wrestlers. Any promotion they wrestle for, if they're going to get a shot at a belt, I'm sure the promoter asks them, okay, if you win this belt, when will you be able to defend the belt? When will, when will you be able to come back and have matches? And I'm sure if their answer is, well, we don't know, six months, a year, who knows, I would say they're not getting him shot the belt. I can't imagine why that would be allowed to happen. So I think, based on what's happening right now, it was a bad decision to give young Devin Broke a shot at the championship. And now we're reaping the results of that bad decision, having to create an interim tag team championship just so we can have tag team championship matches because the current champions may or may not defend ever again. Who knows? But apparently it's bad enough that a decision has been made. We have to create something so there can be some sort of activity in the LFF tag team division because who knows what the championship situation will be. Having said that, congratulations once again to the Animal Friends for becoming the current LFF tag team champions with an asterisk, I guess. Other notable events from that day, there was a grand battle match on Saturday for a shot at the Hardcore Championship. Pat Mulligan ends up winning that grand battle. I think it was with sealed mystery boxes that you use to build your decks. Pat Mulligan wins that. He becomes the next contender or a contender for the Hardcore Championship. There's also a draft event. This is for a shot at the Triad Championship. Sean Loeb ends up winning this, so that gives him a shot, I believe, at least a third belt. I know he has a shot at the Tornado. I know he has a shot at the Trios Championship. There might be one other I'm forgetting, but he now adds a shot at the Triad Championship to the list. This brings us to Saturday night. There's the SRG Award Show, and as the SRG Award Show is going on, there is an event running concurrently with the show. 28 players, 5 Swiss rounds cutting to a top 16. I don't know what the stipulation was in the round of 16. In the round of 8, it was the Ring of Fire. I don't know if there was a stipulation in the top 4. The semi-finalists were Brian Schmidt, Lucky Cat Nico, Chris Pate, and Ryan Pierce. The finalists end up being Chris Pate playing as X-Royce versus Lucky Cat Nico playing as El Super Ombre. This is a rematch of Thursday night. This match goes to crowd meter one. The winner ends up being Chris Pate as X-Royce. Congratulations to him. 
for winning and for making two finals. Congratulations to Lucky Cat Nico for winning Thursday night, making two finals, and of course winning the LFF Tri-State Championship. As far as I know, there were no other events Sunday of note. Outside of that, there were a lot of new products released at Captain Con. There were new Captain Con promos for the current weapon set, the pineapple, the sledgehammer, and the trash can. There were also a couple Con exclusive competitors. I know there's a Con exclusive Captain CJ Sparrow, which didn't make it to the convention from what I've heard, but is available on SupershowTheGame.com, as well as apparently a Captain Con exclusive Spite. Not 100% on that, but I heard that there was one. And of course, there are a bunch of new releases for this weekend. If you're interested in seeing what those were, SupershowTheGame.com under New Items has all of that listed. The other big event from this weekend, I talked about it a little bit Saturday night, the SRG Award Show. I'm not going to go through all the winners on this program. A couple of note: unfortunately, we did not win Best Super Show Show. Expanding the Universe won that. JAC did, however, win Best Musical Performance. Congratulations to JAC for winning. JAC did accept in person, which I was very glad to see. As far as the other awards go, I might do a separate show on that. I don't know. I will talk briefly about the Steve Resk Award and the LFF Hall of Fame. So the Steve Resk Award is given out to three people every year, people who are just, you know, great people in the community. The three people that won this year are Evil Ed the Cheesehead, Dizzy Derailed, and Jeffrey Fox. Congratulations to all three of them. They all deserve it. There were also a number of inductees into the SRG LFF Hall of Fame. I thought it was just going to be three people. It's actually two groups and then one person. The two groups are XCW, consisting of Rob Graves, El Blanco Diablo, and Cactus Sack. And the three kings, consisting of King Greatness, King Pink, King Cold, and Chester the Jester. Sir Chester the Jester. Don't forget that. I shouldn't have forgot that, and I apologize. And Chad Gropak. Gropar the Great and Powerful. Congratulations to all of them for making the SRG Hall of Fame and winning the Steve Resk Award. One more thing before I move on from Captain Khan. I did get confirmation. Lucky Cat Nico is the LFF Tri-State Champion with Lucky Cat Nico. And since we're talking about conventions, let's talk about the next convention that SRG Universe is going to be at. Tantrum Con. Tantrum Con is a four-day convention scheduled to take place February 24th. Through February 27th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Doors open at 8 a.m. Friday through Sunday, 4 p.m. on Thursday. Run till 11:45 every night except the last day, only till 6 p.m. You will need to have masks. You will need to have vaccination proof or negative COVID test to go. The current ticket prices. 
If you want to attend TantrumCon, the standard four-day badge is $65. There's an exhibitor badge. There's a kid's badge for ages 6 through 12. Five and under free, 13 and over, you have to buy the adult badge. There is a premium badge for $100. That includes everything you get for the standard badge, all four days, plus there's additional items if you're interested in that. This is going to be taking place at the Hilton Charlotte Airport in Charlotte, North Carolina. So presumably you can fly in and it's very close to the airport when you get there. There's only about three weeks, actually less than three weeks until this convention. So if you're interested in going, you should try to get all that squared away as soon as possible. Because otherwise you may not be able to make it. The next big convention after that... The Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo is going to be taking place in late April. I've heard that PAX East is the same time. We haven't heard anything about either of these conventions yet. I do wish SRG Universe would give more of a lead time for some of these conventions. There was not a lot of lead time into TantrumCon. Now, it could be that it just wasn't possible. They didn't find out until late. But if they knew, I would prefer they give us as much time as possible. But the next SRG convention will be TantrumCon in Charlotte, North Carolina in just under three weeks. The next big topic after convention news, championship updates, of course. We have new LFF Tri-State Singles Champion in Lucky Cat Nico. A new LFF Tri-State Tag Team Champion in Death by Thick Boys, a new inaugural play pure champion in Candyman. We also had this week, I believe this was after Talk of the Universe, we had a defense of the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship. The current champion going in, Hold the Line Harry with Transatlantic Express, took on the Fireball Using My Girls, the Tornado Tag version of My Girls, there's also a Trios version. This match went to Crowd Meter 1, the winner and new champion, the Fireball. Congratulations to the Fireball for becoming the new LFF Tornado Tag Team champion. We had a contender for the Deep South Championship announced. Jeremy Steigerwald is the next number one contender for that. We had a contender for the Trios Championship. Dizzy LaPinta is the next contender for the LFF Trios Championship. That will happen in two weeks. We also had the current United States Champion, Eddie Fury, essentially make the match himself with the next challenger, Teru the Shogun. He has promised that the match will happen whether or not Steve Rask actually gets around to sanctioning it. Ideally, it should be sanctioned. If, however, Steve Rask does not sanction this match, which is the next scheduled you know, challenge for the United States Championship, if this does not get sanctioned, they'll have the match, and if Eddie Fury loses, he'll just vacate the belt. Presumably setting up for Taylor the Shogun to be given the championship. But that's how confident Eddie Fury is that he will retain. He has promised. To have the match, LFF approval or not, and if he loses, 
to the challenger. If the challenger is not getting the belt because it's not sanctioned, Eddie Fury will vacate. That does it for championship news. Other news, the third match in the first round of the CCC has wrapped up. Fautista, created by Brock Carson, wins match number three. He defeats Johnny Crea, created by Brian Lee. Harvey Luster, created by Greg Shockley. And Hank the Tank, created by Hank Mulholland. So he joins JAC and Time Bomb Tim in making the second round. The next contenders were not announced this week. Presumably they'll be announced next week after Talk of the Universe, at which point they'll get their week of promos and the match will kick off. This adds a week on to round one. Round one was initially 14 weeks. It's been expanded a week. It's now going to be at least 15 weeks long with, at this point, seven weeks down. Eight weeks to go. Those are the big stories for this week. Some odds and ends. The people who are in the Royal Rumble Lottery. Those winners have been announced and published. If you won, the next time you order from SRG Universe, from SuperShowTheGame.com, make a special request for your prize. The Rising Stars Tournament has hit the top four. The top four remaining in the Rising Stars Tournament are Swaggy D, Wrench Monkey, Chris O, and Rowdy Ron. Swaggy D playing as himself. Runch Monkey playing as Robert the Brain Dunn. Chris O playing as Snake Pit. And Rowdy Ron playing as the Ikuzo version of LED. They have to submit their decks. This is the last time that the players in the Rising Stars tournament can submit a deck list. So they will be playing this deck list in the semifinals and in the finals. If they make it that far, the stipulation in this round is tables, ladders, and chains. I will give you more information when I have it, but that's where we are right now at the Rising Stars Tournament. With that, let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. Start Monday night with the Monday Night Proving Ground. This week's Monday Night Proving Ground event was the Beard event. You had to play a competitor who had a beard on their artwork. In addition, the card-slamming beards could stop strikes, grapples, and submissions. After the initial rounds, the top four in this event ended up being in fourth place, Chris McMillan as On Black. In third place, Kylan Bookter as Titan. In second place, Kirk Polka as the Sheeple's Champion. And the winner, Tim Creaser as Dirty Eddie. Congratulations to Mr. Creaser. Next week, Shane Strickland is picking the stipulation. It is Indie Mania. You can only use competitors that are independent wrestlers. That was Monday night. Thursday night, we have Chibi's Thursday night fights. There were 20 players playing in four groups of five. The top two from each group advanced to the top cut. So eight players in the top cut, quarterfinals to semifinals to finals. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were played using the steel cage stipulation. 
in the semifinal round, all the matches were played using the Ring of Fire stipulation, and the finals match, as well as the third place match, was played using submission match stipulation. Fourth place in the tournament ends up being Hold the Line Harry using Mila Mai. In third place, using Style O, the Cannoli. The finalists were the Grump using Ginny and James Booker using X Royce, the winner. The Grump with Ginny. Congratulations to the Grump for winning GB's Thursday Night Fights. That is going to do it as far as the online events from this past week. As far as next week coming up, we already know there's going to be a proving ground Monday night where you have to use independent wrestlers. You should expect Dojo Tuesday night. As far as what is currently listed on Supershowthegame.com, at the time I am recording this, there is nothing listed for this week. Presumably, though, there will be a Chibi's Thursday Night Fights event. And who knows what could happen this weekend coming up. As far as events that are on the Facebook group, the SRG Super Show Discussion Group, there is an in-person event that is scheduled to take place at Immortals, Inc., which is in the Northeast Ohio area, I believe. February 12th, 1 p.m. start time, round-robin event. First gets a mystery box. Second place gets a payoff pack. There may be more information added as it gets closer to the event. But that is taking place this weekend in the Northeast Ohio area, from what I understand. With that... That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. And actually, I'm forgetting something. Let me mention this very quickly. I'm trying to get media access to some of the big conventions coming up. Origins, Gen Con. It would help me to increase my follower count on Twitter because they do look at those metrics for judging that. So if you would, please, if you have a Twitter account, follow at Outlaw Mudcast. Both words pushed together, Outlaw capitalized, Mudcast capitalized, no spaces, no underscores, at Outlaw Mudcast on Twitter. If you follow me, that would be great, just because that will help me, I believe, get a media pass. But again, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.